Okay, yeah. That's cool too. That's cool too. Okay, we heard that already. Next 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 song. <laughs> what about you, Matt Matt? Oh, my favorite song or album. I don't know. That's a tough question even for myself. But recently there is this uh, song called Essence, and it's by Nigerian artist Wizkid and Thames. And it's such like they play on the radio a lot down here. That's the first time I actually heard Which it. Which video is this one? The one with the Big Tigger Morning Show. I don't know which one that is. 103? Okay. One, yeah. V103. V103. Yes. Yeah, so that one is very, like, it's on my playlist, and I continuously listen to it, like, literally every day. And the girl that's featured on it, I'm not going to lie, in the song, I thought it was a guy, but when I Googled her, it's a girl. But anywho, um, her album, she has an album out, and it is phenomenal. It's called For Broken Ears, and... You guys have to take a listen to it. Like, it's just something that's amazing. Her sound is different. It's like, it gives me a little bit of Sade mixed with like a, mm. a raspiness of like Jasmine Sullivan. Yeah. Yeah, she's like, yeah. Google that sounds her. beautiful. She's, uh, she's really, really amazing. So the, okay, that's just, did you have a Nigerian accent? Did you hear, did you hear? Yeah, he does a fantastic <laughs> Nigerian accent. Let me accent. tell you, oh my goodness, it is so good to be here today. Listen, let me tell you something. I am so happy to that you are, you guys have uh, tuned in today to what is it called? Eline Exclusive. I am your boy, Coach Wesley. This is Brother Nick and Sister uh, Natalie. Yes, indeed. Yes. Oh, I just want you to say that in my Nigerian accent. Okay, I'm taking my glasses off now so I can see my eyes. Cam, Danny, do you guys have any favorite artist album songs? It's a tough one, right? Um, I'll just go by who I listen to. Mm-hmm. I love Kevin Gates. Okay. Um, J. Cole, Tiana Taylor. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Tiana. Um, Janae Aiko. Mm-hmm. Daniel Caesar. Mm-hmm. Caesar. Um, Chica. Tiara Wack. I don't know mm-hmm. how to say Clearly. It's like, those are like my top favorites. Okay. Artists. For me, um, Outkast. Yes. Yes, come to Outkast. Yeah, ATL. Yeah. 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 Living Color, which I hope many people still remember that band. Mm-hmm. Living Color? They're an all-black um, all rock band from mm-hmm. 1980, I want to say, 86, 87, I can't remember. And then, who is, um, who I think I was from New York. Were you even born then? Nope. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of Outkast, I know there's a mural down here. Mm-hmm. Do you guys, have any of you guys ever been to it? I haven't seen it. I've seen, like, Google Images or whatnot. I'm really? like, I have to go to yeah, as do I. You just you just brought it to my attention. I did. I, I didn't heard about it, but I, and it, I, you just jogged my memory, so I have to go check it out. Definitely. So sadly, we can't play the music that we all mentioned, but Google them. Oh no, we could actually add it to our Instagram. Guys, right. follow us at E Line Media ATL on Instagram and IG. All right, we will be right back after these messages. That was cute. <laughs> All right, music. Oh, okay. It's funny how many people I have to say, like, how do you know Living yeah, Color? Yeah, I Googled them, Living Color. Well, they were old school, 1984. I don't think I was thought of either. But. <laughs> it because, like, I don't remember. That's it. Like, I don't remember. Like, there was, like, a time when, like, I know to me, people keep talking about, like, 
80s rock band, kind of like self-nostalgia. Mm-hmm. And then I, I think they didn't come across the band because they weren't featured in, out, out of all the things, it was um, uh, Entire Heroes 3, but they, remi- but they re-recorded the, their song called Personality mm-hmm. in 2017. Sorry, 2007. And I was, and then I was like, did no one talk about this band because their guitar solo was just insane. Wow. So you're one of those people that, that knows like music. music, like for real, for real, like years and stuff like that. Like my, my, I've got a friend who can tell you who was in every band, who was the, the, the instrumentalist for every band. Yes, I'm not that guy. I'm, I'm a singer, and I can't tell you who did what. And, uh, then, <laughs> and then for like, and then one of my past jobs, because many people were like trading vinyl records, there was a band called Sound Barrier, which was, I think, was a one-time all-black glam glam rock band. Mm-hmm. Really? Okay. You see, you just learned me some things. I'm gonna say, I was yeah. like, I'm gonna say over there, I was like, let's find some treasure. And then like, someone traded that in, and I was like, an all-black glam rock band. I didn't even think. I thought it was only was just uh, living color and fishbone, but who knows? So. See? Ah, oh my gosh. Let me see. Um, okay, let's keep going before I keep talking about this for like the next 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I want you to talk about the Kwame Brown because I honestly had no idea. Okay. Shout out to that. All right, all right. But just going to death and I hope y'all don't need to hit it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, roll it for me, huh? Hey guys, and welcome back to the continuous or continuum. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Eli, exclusive baby. <laughs> so we are going to get into hot topics. Hot topics. Yes. yes. So you mentioned this Kwame Brown story, yeah. and mm-hmm. I wanted to know more. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, just, you know, just kind of give you a quick, quick, quick overview. Kwame Brown um, is a former NBA player, um, and he was the first uh, guy that was recruited out of high school by none other than the infamous Michael Jordan. And, um, and with, on the, the Charlotte team, I think it was, and where, that he owns. Um, or managers or whatever it is. I think he owns it, right? I'm um, sure. And so, but he was, he was Kwame's coach. And he was really, really hard on him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was really. I believe it. Yeah, Michael Jordan, you know, he's one of those guys that tough love, he takes it all the way to mm-hmm. the hills. And so he just was, you know, some, some folks say that, that he beat Kwame Brown down. Okay, whatever. But anyway, Kwame Brown has actually been in the industry for about 12, 13 years. Um, so he's been doing okay. But he was on a podcast the other day. I want to say it was Steven Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, and Matt Barnes, I think that podcast, um, and 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 they were talking about how much of a foul up he is mm-hmm. as a as a basketball player, how subpar he is as a basketball player, and then finally he just came out and just went in on everybody. They've been talking about him for years, mm-hmm. and he just went in on everybody. Just he everybody he thought about, he just let them have it, and and maybe he was speaking some truth. About how you know folks were do boys and so forth and so on. Well, here's the part that I want to talk about real quick. Charlemagne the God, you know, of the Breakfast Club, he um, <laughs> decided to put to weigh in mm-hmm. on the Kwame Brown situation because it's, it's been it's been trending for a while, right, mm-hmm. the last couple of weeks. 
Well, Charlemagne decided to take it upon himself to inform everybody, since they're from Monk's Corner and uh, over there in South Carolina, that um, y'all better leave uh, Kwame Brown alone because he's got all of these killers in his family. And he goes down a list of folk in his family, exactly who I don't remember, but there were several people that he cited. This person was in jail for killing this person, and that person mm-hmm. was in jail for killing that person. So he's like, so, you know, you just don't ever know what could trigger a person. Yeah. It's right. what he was alluding to. And it was kind of a, a side-eye mm-hmm. kind of shade thrown mm-hmm. yeah. over there, Kwame Brown, which, of course, Kwame decided, oh, no, you ain't going to come for me like that. And he just laid in on Charlemagne and um, and then brought up his the allegations that were against him mm. of sexual misconduct years ago by Jennifer, I can't remember her name. Um, I'll get that in a second. And so, although the, the charges were dismissed or proved inconclusive, um, yeah, it, it got really ugly. Which Charlemagne came back and apologized mm-hmm. to Kwame Brown, you know, da da da. And so, and, and, and it's, it's just an ugly little tit for tat. And it's kind of, uh, if you like mess, <laughs> look up Kwame Brown yeah. and he's touching on everybody. And so, different people. You know, responding in different ways. There was even an invitation. I can't remember Kylie G. Willikers. I was just kind of watching different video videos. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the uh, basketball players was like, uh, "Yo, man, try it. Don't come for me." That's it. And uh, he, he said, "Because uh, we we can go and and and, and handle this like men, which basically, you know, putting up the dudes like you know back in the day. Mm-hmm. You know, back in the day, you know, you said old school versus, versus new school. school. And old school, we used to fight." We used to knuckle up. Knuck if you book. Ah, knuck if you book. Ah. You know what I'm saying? We used to really, you know, put them hands. Mm-hmm. Nobody throws hands anymore. Yep. You know, folks are shooting and, and all that kind of stuff and whatever. But that was something refreshing about <laughs> having a good fight. You know what I'm talking about? Something right. that you know was uh, crazy about that is that, um, if I remember correctly, Kwame was saying, like, a lot of the information Charlemagne was talking about was the first time that he heard it because his mother protected him from that mm. um, growing up. And that was, like, one of the bigger issues that he had with Charlemagne is that like, a, a lot of this information that wasn't public, info- well, that you now have made public information, I didn't even know about. And this is my mm. first time hearing it. And I hear and I hear it with the rest of the world, um, too. So I was just like, okay. really, uh, really messy situation. Um, and then, of course, you know, he fired back um, as he had the right to. Um, and what I don't understand is that, um, I mean, say what you want about him. Uh, I, he still went to the NBA. He still made millions of dollars. He was Come still on. able, like, as a black man, he was still able to help out his family. And um, back when I was in college, um, we uh, we had this scholarship. Um, we had, like, the scholarship series in which we educated people about scholarships. And one of the statistics was that you had, a, um, if I remember correctly, you had a better chance of being struck by lightning than being drafted in the NBA coming out of high school. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's just it's, it's really not much you can say to me. So, so I, I get, I totally understand why uh, Kwame is saying the things he's saying now. Because at the end of the day, I went to the NBA. Um, I was recruited by arguably the best um, NBA player ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I made millions of dollars. I helped my family. And I'm not broke either today. 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 Like, I, st- I still have uh, money today. And the fact that you guys continue um, on these platforms to come from, uh, to come for a African-American man, um, especially in these times, we've seen, like, fans now 
spitting at players, throwing um, bottles um, and stuff like that. So out of all, like out of everything that has happened in like the last two years from the um, protests, um, all, the continuous killings and stuff like that, this is how you choose to use your platform. Right. Um, so I would be very frustrated um, as well um, if I were him. So I, I commend him on speaking out. And I mean, and at the same time, I mean, at the end of the day, it's entertaining. It's funny. Um, it's messy because you know he's an, an um, unfiltered person. So he's, Very unfiltered. yeah. So he says what he means, and um, but a lot of a lot of these situations, he's not lying. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he was saying things to Charlemagne, like you know, like you're being used. You, you know, you misuse your platform. Mm-hmm. And on top of all that, you have all these different allegations and secrets. You know, it's Jessica just not, Reed is your girl's name. Okay, Jessica. Okay, yeah. So you have you have all these things against you. And you still choose to use your platform um, to degrade other people. So um, I'll kind of round it with uh, Kwame on this one. So. so speaking just about the NBA, have you guys been tuned into the playoffs? Absolutely not. Oh. A, a little bit. Okay. <laughs> a little okay, bit. Okay, okay. <laughs> so I was, the thing that drew me in, like I used to watch basketball probably – 2005, between 2005, 2010, and then I just stopped. Um, but what drew me in was the game, because now that I'm in Atlanta, was the Hawks versus the Knicks. Now, I know everybody talks trash, trash excuse me, about the Knicks, but I was really hyped up about this series, and unfortunately, the Knicks lost. Yeah. But, um, yes, sir. Is that unfortunate? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, because we were really excited, and um, yeah. the, is this correct? The Brooklyn Nets are currently, I think they're still in the playoffs, and I had the idea, I was like, oh, you know, that would be so awesome if the Nets and the Knicks were able to compete against each other, against whoever was on the West Coast. No. Everybody was it's like, okay. nah, nah. That, that is not happening. Wish or fake Yeah, I mean. Yeah. 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 Trey Young was relentless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did his thing. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's good to hope. It is good to hope. All right, so in the news, Tiffany Haddish is set to play legendary Olympic track and field star Florence Griffith For in an upcoming biopic. Wow. Yes. According to, Don't tell. Oh, according to Deadline, this is what they're saying, um, that she is will tackle her most challenging role to date, and she has been officially named as the star of the biopic. Yay! Um, what do you guys think about that? Her transitioning, because we know Tiffany Haddish as being somebody that is comical, somewhat unfiltered. I think she was more unfiltered before she became like Holly Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, and then going into like this serious biopic role. Uh, I love when comedians um, or people who are known for like their comedic work take on more dramatic work. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of like, you, that's when you learn that a lot of these comedians are really talented because they already have to tell stories on stage live Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um so when you give them um like the more realistic or serious subject matter you get to see a whole nother side of them that you didn't even know they had and that usually leads um to a very expansive career after that um i I feel like sometimes comedians get typecasted right um in comedic roles when they can offer so much more um to that so i'm excited for that i'm really looking forward to that because i I didn't know that's my first time hearing that and then Um, just to be honest with you i really have huge um, respect for Tiffany Haddish. Mm-hmm. She is one of my favoritist, uh, that's a word, favoritist. Okay. One of my favoritist artists to date right now. Um, she does have a story that she reveals in her book as well as in on stage, but she 
has proven to be uh, a respected and qualified actor. Mm. I've seen him in several roles, and it's not the same person. Like some folks, you see they're the same person all the time. Right. You know, and you can see them, but she actually portrays different roles. Um, so, so you know, so I'm just really um, excited for her. Uh, she's I, I tend to root for the underdog, mm-hmm. and she had been the underdog for so many years and going into foster care and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. or what have you. And so she's grinded. Yeah. You know, she's lived in her car, um, as so many of us have. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and she has been pushing and working really, really hard. And so I, I commend her. Kudos to you, Tiffany Haddish. I want to, um, speaking of biopics, if I may segue just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, there are not one, but two biopics going on right now mm-hmm. uh, for the legendary um, late Aretha Franklin. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Know, with um, Jennifer Hudson, Jennifer Hudson, yep, and Cynthia Erivo. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, we're we're gonna talk about it just for a little bit when we come back with this. All right, okay. we gotta take a break right now. Uh, thank you guys for tuning into Eli Exclusive with your boy Coach Wesley, Natalie, and Mother Nick, and we'll see you soon. Ooh, yes, I saw the first episode of the one with Cynthia. Is it legendary? No, no, no. Uh, brilliant. Uh, it was on, it was, I watched, I think, on National Geographic. It was interesting how you brought up about, like, NBA players that like, they spit on something like that, like, how they treated it, because someone showed me a video, which I, I, um, I'm surprised it was 2004. It was an NBA game, which I think it was the Detroit and the Pacers got to, like, a huge... Oh, yeah, that, bro? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. I, was like, I was saying, I was like, Jesus Christ, did this happen in today's time? I could see it happening, and I can't Genius. see it happening because there's so much money on the line, and they're right. really trying to protect their players. But that year was crazy, and I remember yeah. hearing about it for a straight week, and I, I can't remember how old I was, but I was like, when I saw the footage, I said, no way. Yeah. No way. I think the fines are crazy now if you fight. Right. But I think that's, that's why you always just see people just getting people's faces and never like really hit anybody. Because, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I don't, I don't know how much it is. I just know it's a lot. Right. I don't understand it's a difference between when you're at you're an actual athlete understanding how to play a game playing the game and then being a fan and getting upset at the way it i don't get it but then for you to act on that anger and just look like i an had a whole conversation okay. about that but especially if you're drunk enough thinking you're saying throwing a drink at a six foot muscle black dude could probably well, collapse like you. honestly i don't get it that's another thing people don't realize how tall these folks is they but are. Even when even when you see a short like a short NBA player, mm-hmm. it's yeah, it's like yeah, average height, if not taller than average height in right. real life. So I don't play with him. Yeah. I'm like, hey, how you, I mean, hey, how you got good good you got that? Hey. <laughs> so true. When you yeah. see them on the TV, oh, I thought Chris Paul was short. Then <laughs> I saw him standing next to like an average person. I said, wait, he's he's tall. Oh, I, I'm I'm looking for real Chris Paul. I'm sorry, I I, went, I jumped completely. What's the boy's name that's been fighting Mayweather? Oh, Jake, or it was Logan Paul. One of them. Logan yeah, Paul. Paul. That was Paul. Uh, he said Chris Paul. Was like, anyway, <laughs> 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 we ready with y'all up. All right. Um, well, that's the Sunday. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah, well, I won't be watching. <laughs> the Jake Paul versus uh, Mayweather fight. Oh, my homie. My homie. Um, he he runs the, the Mayweather's happy gym. Really? Like, mm-hmm. And so he. 
And we are back. Yes. Elon exclusive. And we were just talking um, just before we went to break about Cynthia Erivo and Jennifer Hudson. Mm-hmm. This is Black Music Month, right? Yeah. Um, so I want to talk about it just really quickly. Jennifer Hudson was stamped by Aretha before she passed mm-hmm. to play her in the biopic. So that uh, biopic, I don't know if it's been recorded, it's being recorded, I'm not sure what the, what the deal is, but she's been slated. But then Cynthia Erivo has been contacted to play in a uh, mini series called Genius um, of Aretha Franklin. And uh, there's been some pushback by the family and some other folks about her playing that role. And this pushback to her in general because she's not American playing these Ooh. American roles. But I'm not touching any of that right now. I just want to bring it to your attention. But I will say, in honor of Black Music Month, that both of those, Jennifer Hudson and Cynthia Erivo, are phenomenal. phenomenal, phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about dynamic singers. And I think that they both are doing, um, will do um, Aretha Franklin great justice. I've heard both of them sing, um, and I'm a big fan of them both. And so that's all I want to say. I'm not going to be messing with it. I just want to say they're both good. Yeah, and I actually saw the first episode of Genius with um, Miss Cynthia Erivo. Erivo. And she's bad. She is bad. And a lot of people are like, well, she doesn't even look like Aretha, but the show overall, she could act, she mm-hmm. could sing, and she plays her part really, really well. And if I may, on that right there, being an actor, right, mm-hmm. you don't have to look like the person, oftentimes to portray them. Like she, she did a great job with being um, uh, Harriet Tubman, mm-hmm. but then Chadwick Boseman, same thing. He played legends, James Brown, Jackie Robinson. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's not about looking like. But it's about embodying it. Um, I was speaking to my acting coach uh, the other day, other nights, and our job as actors, uh, shout out to Sean and Lee, but our job as actors is to make people feel. Mm-hmm. So we make you feel. So once you portray these different roles, mm-hmm. once you embody them, and you're able to allow these people to feel, you know, you forget that you don't look just like that person. Yeah. Because you you feel the essence of that person. Um, so, yeah. I think when you when you focus on people who look like the person, like you, you could sacrifice the mm-hmm. quality of, um, or like you know the, the talent. Uh, back to Chadwick Boseman, he's a great example. He has um, portrayed legends amazingly, and I think out of out of all of the real life people that he played, I think he only looked like one of them. Right. Um, which was James Brown. He looked uh, just like them in that movie. So shout out to the uh, the makeup team. But regardless. Um, in all his roles, it wasn't about if he looked like them. It was about how he made you feel. And watching those films, like you quickly forget that you're watching Chadwick, um, mm-hmm. and you realize that you're watching Thurgood, Jackie, um, James Brown. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to piggyback off of that point. Yeah. So, speaking about acting, we have here Coach Wes, who is indeed an acting coach. And guys. Um, what's going on is he has a class or classes that you guys can learn the ins and outs of acting. Now, registration is open and classes start July 10th. So what can we get? Just a little mm. tidbit of that. You know what? Uh, the, the tool that I just gave just now about our job as actors is to, to make people feel. That's it. A lot of people want to be actors. And I've heard people say all the time, I'm going to be an actor. I'm gonna be, I want to be a star Okay, well, that's true and that's cool. However, you have to really do your work. 
many times people think that this acting industry is something you just jump into just because you look good. Mm-hmm. It's not about that at all. I mean, you wouldn't necessarily go to your doctor and be like, I'm going to be a doctor all of a sudden, and then you didn't, didn't go to school and study. Right. You're qualified. So you have to qualify yourself. And so when you come and take any classes for me, uh, the ins and outs of acting, I like the, that title, um, you learn the ins and outs. You learn that it's more than just uh, getting on stage or getting on in front of a camera and trying to look good. You have to, again, make people believe, make people feel. So what you'll learn are the fundamentals, mm-hmm. the terminology. Uh, oftentimes there are uh, words that are used in the midst of a set that have to, you, you, what that mean? Where's that? Where they saying? Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So these are words that are used, like you'll see roll camera, roll sound, uh, rolling, um, with those different things you may hear quite on the set. It, it says common sense, you would think, but it ain't uh, uh, striking um, points. Those are terms that you hear when you're on set and you're like, oh, you know, um, if you're in theater, same thing, stage right, stage left, upstage, downstage, what does that mean? Um, et cetera, et cetera. So you'll learn those terminologies so that you will not be ignorant when it comes to being on set. And then you'll learn set etiquette as well as how to become. Because there's a saying, acting is reacting, and I agree. However, acting is becoming mm-hmm. first. Then it's reacting. Because once you become, you don't think. Your reactions are natural. So, yeah, go ahead and sign up, register. Um, for classes, we have uh, different applications and ways that you can take classes virtually as well as in person. So we're looking forward to seeing you here at Eli. Yeah. You have made a really good okay. point about the terminology. Mm-hmm. Like I have, a, I have a degree in multimedia film and production. Mm-hmm. And when it came to terminology, like striking and stuff like that, I didn't necessarily learn that in my classes. I like, I just. I picked up on what it meant when I was on set mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So that's that's um really big. Wow, that's great. I didn't even realize that. They didn't teach that. They I mean, like they you... they didn't stress it like they right. stressed mm-hmm. other things. Like it was, I, I think it came down to like a common sense thing. Like you hear somebody say it, you'll see how the rest of the cast and the set reacted, mm-hmm. and then you'll know from that point. Okay, this is what I need to do when they say that. Mm-hmm. But it was never stressed like any of the other terms that I learned and stuff like that. And so you know. Some people say ignorance is bliss. I say that's a lie from this fail. <laughs> ignorance is foolishness. Mm-hmm. Um, mainly because you don't have to be ignorant. To be ignorant is you don't know, but sometimes you just got to study. You got to do your homework. Do your due diligence mm-hmm. to get done what needs to be done. Um, it burns me up when people discount this craft. You do a little acting thing, mm-hmm. you know, you still you make me want to cuss. But I, I try not to cuss anymore, so uh, <laughs> unless I'm on stage. But yes, so we got it going on here at Eline and ESMV. I'm, I'm proud to be the director of ESMV, which is the casting arm of Eline, and we do our thing. And so I just want to just put this little plug in there too. You're tuned in right now to Eline Exclusive um, here at Eline Media and Production, but we have a whole host of things that are going on here. We want to just bring you. Um, make you aware of if you have a business you have um we have a wonderful magazine it's called eline magazine you want to come and put in the ad highlight us right here okay uh we have you have you have content we got you 
You know what I'm saying? So just want to let you know that we got it going on here at Eli. We are brand new in the market, uh, but we are up and coming and going strong. So we look forward to seeing you on our network. <laughs> well, thank you for that. Um, so just going back to Black Music Month. Yes. So what is your guys' definition of music? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what would your definition um, of music be? Of just, of just the general word music. Yeah. Um. Oh, okay. Uh, very broad. Um, I would say a system of sounds. Textbook definition. Okay. Uh, yes. I, I would call it a system of sounds that I don't know emotionally affect you. Mm. I'm, I'm gonna go with that one. A yep. system. A system of sounds that emotionally affect you. Come through. Yeah. Coach? I would say my definition of music is is a language. Mm -hmm. Period. Um, We can stop right there, but the language that communicates your innermost thoughts, feelings, ideas, ideals, um, it is a language that helps you to convey whatever message you want to convey. So it could be done with just instrumental music Mm -hmm. or um, with singing and so forth. So that's my definition. Okay. My definition, I don't even have one, to be honest. Oh, sure you do. I, I don't because it's such, there's so many ways that you can define music. And it's super versatile. And you said the, the idea of feeling, or I can't remember what you said exactly, but the emotion of it. Yeah. And, you know, bringing all that into, I don't know, it's like a, a masterpiece of sound. Um, but I, I honestly don't have no direct um, but, definition of music. But I would say that music helps you to feel. Mm-hmm. And um, that's what it's about oftentimes. Like in acting, you feel. Mm-hmm. Music, you feel. Music is so important even in terms of acting when it comes to the soundtrack of the movie. Mm-hmm. You notice when you see certain things in the movies, when you hear that music, you anticipate whatever is about to happen. Yes, you yes, yes. But we got to take another break. That's it, guys, and we will be right back after these messages. Though, what you just said, um, I never seen a Game of Thrones episode. Not one, right? I don't know if anybody else has that show. But the score or the theme music makes me want to watch it. Have you ever you heard it? You know, Game no, of Thrones? No, I'm going to play it for you because it just sounds so majestic, and I'm just like, okay, what is this show about? But I don't know if you watch it. I watched a little bit. Yeah. You just like, all right, what is that? Oh, you ready? So, on my one man show, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I have these different characters that I portray. Okay. And, um, and, and. Why did you talk about that? Hey, that's Thomas. Uh huh. Let me know when you're ready. <laughs> what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Is, is this the last segment? Yeah. yeah. It is 10 minutes. So, right. continue with what you were. Okay. All right, we're on camera one. Here we go, rolling. And we're going to 
All right, guys, welcome back. So before we left off, Coach was talking about how when you feel with acting, you have to feel it. Same thing with music. And we just played um, the theme title or the theme song of Game of Thrones. Like I said, I've never seen an episode. It was like a smidgen of an episode. And the song brought me into wanting to watch the film. Mm -hmm. Or, sorry, the TV show. So what were you going to say? And I was talking about um, how music is so... <laughs> Watch this word. Instrumental. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. It conveying okay. a mood, right? Um, I, I have a one-man show that I do, Shameless Blood Talk Transparency. It's going to be coming your way soon, right here on Elon TV. Um, but, <laughs> uh, but in that one-man show, I have a character who is a Nigerian guy. His name is Solomon. Mm -hmm. So you think, when you think... Uh, a lot of times he's African and he's, he's regal and royal. Mm -hmm. So the ideal music for that has to be the motorcade music for um, and the king, coming, and, and coming to America. America. <laughs> <laughs> it's very royal and it's right. just the horns yeah. and, and everything. You know, you just feel like, oh, right. royalty's on right. its way. <laughs> Look out now. So music has a way of conveying. And so the scores mm -hmm. to these movies and these TV shows are extremely important. Yeah. And I wanted to say, say this too. You remember back what you said old school versus new school? Yeah. You see, old school TV shows back in the day, they all had theme songs. And it was a bop. They still are bops. Oh, well, we're moving on <laughs> what, movies, what show was that? Uh, the Jeffersons. Uh -huh. <clears throat> Let me see. Bum, 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 bum. Who is that? What, come on, talk. What, what? Wait, don't tell me. I know. Um, Stanford and Sons. Stanford and Sons. Uh huh. Uh huh. It's the story of a lovely the Brady Bunch. Yeah. Brady Bunch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So all of those, <laughs> all of those shows had theme songs. Nowadays, you may or may not get a song. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but I'm just saying so that, that music is very important. Um, I well, I really enjoy scores, um, like a lot. Uh, probably, um, I mean, any any movie Christopher Nolan has made, the score has been amazing. I usually always add that to my music library. Um, uh, Christopher Nolan. So, like films like Interstellar, um, his Dark Knight trilogy, um, Inception, they all have uh, beautiful beautiful soundtracks to those films and uh. As of recent, I don't want to mess up his name. Uh, I think his name is Ludwig or Ludwig. I mm -hmm. I, um, but he he did the um, score for Black Panther. He uh, works with Ryan Coogler um, a lot lately. Mm -hmm. So um, those are like anytime I see um, his name attached or anytime Christopher Nolan has a film coming out, I know that I'm going to have like a great body of work, a great body of um, instrumentation. Um, those, those two people, like when it comes to their, their scores, I, I really can't see how you can score a movie better um than what they do for those films like when i it's it's one thing to just have a good soundtrack but when i listen to when i listen to those scores it's like i am um audibly watching a movie mm -hmm. um like it's the presence in it the it's uh of course it's music but they're very cinematic mm -hmm. um just 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 the music is cinematic you hear it like you're your thumps, your vibrations, your drawn out sounds to uh, make you feel or like to invoke the emotion of suspense mm -hmm. and you hear it all in the instrumentation. Um, and yeah, so 
anytime I see those two names, I know I'm meant for something really good. Mm-hmm. And um, one, what do you call it, my composer, um, I thought of when you were speaking about that is Michael Abel. Hopefully I'm getting the name right. And he did the score for Get Out and what's the other one that um, Jordan Peele came out with? Get Out and Us. Mm. And okay. it was his mix of five one. You guys remember yeah, that, yeah. that song? And then so I was like intrigued. I was like, that is so neat. The way that he puts in the strings. I don't know if I'm saying these words correctly. And then you're mixing it with that hip hop sound. Like it was just phenomenal to me. And he's a big deal, clearly, because he had two big major um, uh, Hollywood films under his mm-hmm, belt. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm going with you and saying like any time that I see his name attached to something, I'm definitely going to watch it. Definitely. Yeah, mm-hmm. Michael Aples. Yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 You know, I tell you what, though. Um, <clears throat> I'm gonna put you guys on the spot. Okay. I'm ready. Uh huh. This being Black Music Month or what have you, and all of us clearly being black, <laughs> I'm just curious. Did you guys just sing growing up? Did I sing? Mm-hmm. Like in, in chorus or anything? I was in, in like chorus. Yeah. I don't think I can sing, you know but I was like I was in chorus. Well, I when I was in high school, um, like my high school had like majors and minors, um, mm-hmm. kind of like college. So I majored in orchestra. Mm. Um, so I like learn how to read. I learn how to um, read music. I don't know if I still can though. Mm-hmm. But at one point in my life, I could. Um, so how do you major yeah. in orchestra? What does that mean? So so like at, so I went to a, um, a magnet high school. So mm-hmm. um, along with whatever you were learning you could choose a focus um so at that time i had a focus in art and i had a focus in orchestra and i played the um upright bass was like one of the largest instruments you can play um yeah in in orchestra so i majored uh or i had a focus in those two areas um in high school okay and the uh so uh um I would like to, because people say that anybody can sing, right? <laughs> that's what they say. Not you know this what and so I would like for each of you, just to, on the spot, yes, I'm putting you on the spot, just to sing. I have an auto-tune app. Good afternoon. <laughs> Let me get that app, Good bitch. morning. <laughs> hello. Something just say, hello. Just, just, just put a little, a little music to it. I can't. Well, since you're the host, you have to go first. I got to go first? Yeah. So, or you, you are not. Yes, I'm going last. Are you going last? Yes, okay. so, but you're going to go, right? Sure. Okay. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to Elon Exclusive. We're so happy that you're here with us. It's a whole verse. I just did a little song. This is so. I cannot see. Yes, you can. You did a little song. You can rap it. Do something musical. Do something musical. Well, she rapped it. Got right. freestyle. Okay. Yeah. Um, gosh, I have to think of something to Uh, <laughs> just how you start. Just hey yo. <laughs> I said yo. Hey. Okay. Uh, go. Uh. Hmm. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Elon. <laughs> we not lying. Okay. Okay. Uh. Um. Yeah. Yo, we in the school. Uh. Uh. We got some booths. Hey. Uh. This morning I brush my tooth. Hey. Uh, uh. I don't drive a coupe. Hey. Hey. I drive a Kia. Hey. Whip it like a two door Lamborghini. Hey. I wish I had some pizza. Yeah. 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 That's it. 
Yeah. I'm unsigned right now. Yeah. <laughs> By choice. <laughs> By choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, I don't, listen, it's not happening over here. Okay, it's no problem. You know what? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'll crack every mic, whatever glass we have in here, not happening. <laughs> so you never know what's going to happen when you tune in to Elon Exclusive today. I tell you, <laughs> I had so much fun just with folks on the spot. Natalie, if you were lighter skinned, baby girl, you'd probably be blushing right about <laughs> But we have a good time here, and we're just having fun. Uh, at Elon Exclusive, we talk about different things, hot topics, and so forth and so on. Thank you, Nick. That was a cool little freestyle. Yes, you know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Oh, Natalie, I had a question for you. Okay. Go ahead. Since we're on the topic of music, um, and you know, it was announced that Soldier Boy and um, Bow Wow would be doing a versus. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. Okay, well, who is your pick? Let me tell y'all, back in the day, eighth grade, ninth. I can't remember, fifth grade, whatever. I could have sworn I was going to get married to Lil Bow Wow. I love that man so well, that little boy, so much. Okay. Until I seen him grow, and I was like, he really did it again. Um, but Ooh. just Shots fired. witnessing the Scream Tour, both one and two, mm -hmm. with him, B2K, and all those like bops or whatever, and then going to like his concerts, the amount of fans that he had at that time, and just the way... It was. I'm definitely going with Bow Wow. All right, I'm gonna tell you something right now. Make sure I look into the camera. Oh, okay. Mm -mm. I think Soldier Boy is gonna watch Bow Wow for, and these are my reasons. These are my okay. reasons. Now, so okay, it's gonna be a versus. Yes. Oh. So, all right. If you just if you if you are comparing careers, then I agree that Bow Wow um, has probably like the better overall career. He was um, he was professional for a way longer time. He has the longevity. He definitely has the hits. Um, as, as you said, um, I think that Soldier Boy had a bigger impact because um, he came out uh, pretty much at the height of the Internet. One of the mm -hmm. first rappers to learn how to utilize the Internet um, and came out with so much impact. And since verses is not only about the songs that you that you have rapped on, but it's also about just the songs that you may have produced and written for. Right. A lot of people don't know um, how many songs um, that Soldier Boy has produced, mm -hmm. has written on, has been a part of. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, just this, like you just go back and listen to some of those songs from earlier in this decade, and you hear, you may not hear a Soldier Boy vo um, verse, but you hear his tag on the song, mm -hmm. and then an entire, like a whole different artist starts rapping. So if he gets in that bag of, I'm not only going to play the songs that I've made, but the songs I've had a hand in making, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. and Versus is also a performance, it's a show. Right, and nobody's gonna outperform um, Soldier Boy. Mm. It's, it's not gonna happen. So even if Bow Wow has the better music, I think off the premise of Soldier Boy, um, of, of Soldier Light performing um, for the camera and being able to play any hits that he has had a hand in making, I'm gonna give it to Soldier Boy. But um, oh, yeah. sorry. with verses, mm. isn't it specifically songs that they had? And songs that they're featured on, not necessarily songs that they produce. Well, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen artists play songs that they have produced for other okay. artists. Okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. When they yeah. did, uh, I can't remember these two producers. Uh, is it Timberland? Yeah, Timberland and, and uh, Swissy. Right. So they were talking. These were songs that they mm -hmm. done, and yeah. and Babyface and somebody. Um, these were songs that they that they did mm -hmm. that that they wrote for these different artists. Mm -hmm. So yeah, if they do it that that way. I'm gonna have to go with Nick on that one though. I mean, who else you know got like five different dances? 
That's what I'm like. But see, that's look. that's the era that he came up with. Yeah. I mean, came um, uh-huh. in. in, right? But, and so he he blazed that trail. Yeah. So it's yeah. gonna be an interesting. Yeah. Bow Wow got one dance, and it's it's just all it. Let me hold. That's it, bro. I that's don't it. even remember this. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Exactly. So we're gonna, we're gonna give it. We're gonna give it to my guy, um, Soldier Man. We're gonna right. give it to King Soldier. She yeah. get cut. We just did a um, yeah, yeah. stop. Yeah. yeah, with that. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Okay, you know, maybe. Yeah. So I'm just. Saying. I mean, it's gonna it's gonna be a good a good battle. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I sure. I think it's probably gonna be like super close at the end of the day. But what I'm dope. Speaking of music and so forth, the verses. Mm-hmm. I have to give it to them. They they they've really been doing some great. Um, providing great options mm-hmm. during this time of the pandemic. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know what I mean. The peninsula. <laughs> You know, different yeah. things to just have have folk really focusing in on music and different artists and so forth. Okay. I, I'm ready for that. Yes. <laughs> all right, guys. So I just want to say thank you all. Thank you for watching. Us and thank you, uh, Coach and Nick, for being on today. No problem. Granted that we had to do a little switcheroo, but that's okay because that's what we do here at Eline Media and Productions. We are always prepared for whatever comes our way. That way. Right. Guys, make sure that you head on over to e-linetv.com. Subscribe to our network. There's some amazing shows coming out and some amazing content that we have on there. Look for us and follow us on Instagram at elinemediaatl. Anything you guys want to plug in? Uh, shoot. Okay. Um. Look, you can uh follow me on Instagram at Nicholas underscore Burke. And there's no H in my name because I'm unique. And then you can follow me on Twitter at Nick underscore Burke uh, 96. And in both my bios, I have um, an art page and I have a, um, a clothing line that's geared to um, finding different ways to highlight other black activists, other black creators and stuff like that called Black Apparel Co. And it's in my bio. So, And shout out to the production team. Yeah. Um, shout out yes. to Cam and Danny. Um, yeah. That's it for me. I need a shirt. And I am just... <laughs> I appreciate it. I'm just so excited to be here. Again, elinetv.com, e-linetv.com. Subscribe, 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 subscribe. It's your boy, Coach Wesley, ESMV um, director. And so holla at us, Coach West at esmvcreative.com. And um, yeah, that's me directly. And if you got if you got headshots, you got bios, um, you got headshots, bios, and resumes. And what are the couple of things? Yes, reels. Send them in. All right. Um, that's it. I'm excited. I'm excited. You excited? I am. I'm always excited. I mean, sometimes you don't see it, but I, I really am. <laughs> what she said. And we'll see you next time on the next edition of e Exclusive. Yep. Hi, guys. Cut. All right. We did it. We made it, though. We did it. We did it. <laughs> Good job, man. Thank you. Good job, guys. I don't care what I'm going to say about the other time you were listening. Wow. You Wait, right what? Mm-hmm. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Not, not. She don't know that we have the mics on all the time. Wow, guys! Wow. Mm-hmm. It is okay. Mm-hmm. But you know, I ain't want to gossip. But um, Nick, you mentioned Ludwig. Yeah. And him and what's the other guy? Uh, Christopher Nolan. No, 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 not Christopher Nolan. Uh, the guy that directed Black. Oh, Ryan Coogler. They went to. I think they were in the same graduating class at like yep. UCLA. Yeah. Yep. And I think he, they ended up. I think they won a Grammy. Yeah, they. Uh, I remember him accepting. I think they now. Well, I know Ron Cooper has his own production company now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I, and of course, I think. Uh, I think he's probably on the board of that too. 
Uh, I forgot the name. I tried to find an official website for it, and I cannot. It's like really secretive. Oh well, okay. Yeah. I was like, dang, like I can't even like apply for y'all. 